0: Welcome to Floaty Rocks FM, the spaces and podcast that brings you all the news about LK99. Uh, the podcast started last week and it seems that today is its last episode, at least for the season. My name is Alex Volkov. I'm the host. Um, I'm not a scientist. I think it's very important to say this in the beginning. I'm not a scientist. I have a uh, very little science background, if not at all, and uh, my place here is to just give a place to scientists, to folks who read about different news, and to the community, the wants to to get updates about this uh, momentous event that we had, and we'll cover about uh, everything that gets updated, and uh, to collect people around this topic, and uh, so... I'm, I'm, I'm the host of the space, together with me we have Daniel and we have Sankyan, which I'll let them uh, introduce themselves in a minute. Uh, but until then, I just want to say that um, the reason for recording this space and then to have a podcast is that people just wanted to know what happens with this whole thing. Uh, there was a, a big release that happened and many people started wondering, what, the, what is this? Uh, and some of us have been following this since the since the beginning before the hype and uh, uh, many people did not know where to go and what to ask for and so we had several spaces some of the spaces we had were attended by I want to say 20,000 people uh, one of the first spaces and uh, not many people are on Twitter and so we've started collecting the collecting this into floaty rocks Fm podcast um, as 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 to myself, I, I do weekly spaces on different topics. I do weekly spaces on AI. The, the, there's an additional podcast there, and uh, I I welcome you to follow me and then join the Thursday AI spaces. And I was just at the right place in the right time and collected the right people and then moderated some uh, some places of conversation. And I think this is enough for us to get started. Uh, I want to introduce I want to introduce Sang-hyun. Who's uh, from now on will be forever my Korean friend?
1: Hey Sanghyun. Uh, hello everyone. Can can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Hello, hello. Uh, so let me introduce myself briefly. I am a software engineer living in uh, Seoul, South Korea. And uh, okay, let me let me promote and advertise what I am working on for yes, a bit. So, so, so yeah, yeah. Uh, our company is a startup that was established in uh, 2014. And uh, we work on making AI accessible to the public. And uh, it's a Saturday weekend in uh, here in Korea. And this weekend, we have a PyCon Korea, which is a uh, Python conference in Korea. Uh, now back to offline event in four years after the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, so we prepared a demonstration for uh, serving the large language model from the our uh, cloud service called cloud.backend.ai. And uh, so people can uh, ask and chat with the large language model such as uh, lama2 from the facebook and uh, falcon from the abu dhabi and uh, also from the korean alpaca from the cacao which, which is a south korean company like whatsapp and uh, so so our event is that uh this is a python conference so instead of writing a python code yourself you should write. Uh, you should instruct the large language model to write an um, Python code that accomplishes a certain specification. And if you succeed, uh, you get a chance to uh win the uh switch, uh from the Nintendo with the uh legendary edition of the uh Legend of Zelda. Thank
0: uh, Sam- Can you can you introduce your um? Yeah, yourself, as it relates to the flow relax thing, and then at the end, we'll do some plugs and personal personal, uh, promotion. Uh,
1: I I didn't get there.
0: Can can you talk about yourself uh, in in regards to LK99, how you got to to the green room, how you got to the space, and kind of what you've been following and focusing on for the past 12 days? Uh, Okay.
1: So... Uh I first discovered about the story of room temperature ambient pressure superconductor called LK99 from the Hacker news. It was the uh, on the front page is top position for a long time. and uh, so I and my friends were discussing about what this might be in a discord channel and uh it it was it was friday i think and on saturday uh myself and uh two of my friends so three friends met on uh, gangnam to eat dinner and we went through the uh three papers word by word page by page and uh, all the interviews uh, Uh, done by the people from the Quantum Energy Research Center at the time. And uh, I think we made some surprising discovery that was not covered by uh, people commenting on the event. So we wrote an article called On LK99 Papers. And uh, it broke out, and I somehow got kidnapped to this space and... uh, so, so I joined the first space and uh, talked about how the uh, Korean paper published in uh, the Korean Journal of Crystal and Crystal Growth Technology is uh, talking about the breakage of quartz tube and uh, dying wish of their uh, professors. And also about how the heat capacity diagram is missing in other papers because of reason. Uh, And after that, uh, so on the Monday, I couldn't work because I I was distracted. So I uh, made an unscheduled day off when, so so I went to the National Library uh, National Library of Korea which is on the high hill on the Seocho district because uh I mean Seocho is in a, a low it, it's a low land in Seoul and it is prone to flooding and uh library containing large paper books should avoid uh, the flooding so it is high on the hill so so I went up in the hot summer heat and uh, waited for the some of the materials that is not available online, and I, I posted them the photographing reproduction reproduction on the Twitter, and uh, so. So the interest here in South Korea was overwhelming. So I had to create a new Discord server so I can, I don't crowd the existing Discord channel. And I invited the interesting people which grew to now 40 people in South Korea. And we did a lot of uh, archive dive and research and shared the result on the Twitter. And uh, thank you for following me and you, you like the result. So so that's it. But uh like this weekend we so PyCon Korea is a big event for us and it is actually our first time publicly demonstrating the uh online serving of large language models. So we are also excited.
0: Awesome. Um if you guys in Korea check out check out this PyCon. Um and and definitely for Sankalp. I want to introduce our second cohort here, Daniel. Uh, yeah, feel free to introduce yourself. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, welcome. Good morning.
2: Hi, Alex. Hi, everyone. And uh, well, thank you for uh, having me. Um, I uh, I'm a physicist with a well PhD in condensed matter physics. And uh, well, right now I'm uh, an engineer working in the 3D printing division of HP but what i'm doing here is completely unrelated i'm now on <laughs> annual leave so i'm uh, taking the uh, opportunity that i have some time and i well i usually post uh, threads about physics in hebrew and uh and try to share uh interesting uh, things about physics and when this uh broke out i thought here's a great opportunity to talk about superconductors and i i ran through the the list of p- applications and how this could improve our lives if we had uh, room temperature superconductors. And I got pretty excited myself because a lot of those things are, have been evolving over time. And uh, and I found out there are new applications that I was not aware of at the time of my studies. Uh, and this got, a, well, a, for a, t- a Twitter thread in Hebrew about science, it, it got a whole lot of attention. And that's how uh, we got to... Uh, you know, discuss with each other and, and uh, I joined the green room to discuss uh, the findings and what was the evolving situation with uh, papers and reproductions. So I'm, I'm really interested in this topic um, and I like every opportunity to talk about physics.
0: That's awesome and for joining us as well. Uh, and uh, I will just say, uh, Daniel mentioned the green room, so, so maybe some folks don't know uh, the first space we did, which is open the room to coordinate the conversations and the host uh, with topics to to talk about, who's talking next, you know, not to talk over each other. And then uh, we had Andrew McAllup there, the guy who's affectionately uh, named Space Cowboy because he works at Varda Space and just decided to start and see if he can replicate LK99 at the back of his office after hours. And then suddenly, Daniel spoke to the effect of how much lk ninety nine took over the public discourse, and people who started talking about science. Uh, Andrew did not expect that you know all of the internet pretty much will follow him and watch. 5,000 people live would watch a kiln or just, you know, basically a microwave just stick away on Twitch. And so uh, Andrew joined that uh, room. And then following that, Sunkan uh, joined this room. Daniel, uh, we yeah. had folks in the audience, uh, Erie and, and uh, uh, Fedorovna and, and some other folks from from this green room. We just started talking over there. Uh, at at some point, I think we had two or three people at active replication attempts of LK99, and they were sharing tips. And then we were like discussing news as they came in in a group DM, and then we kind of uh, published those news as well. And uh, yeah, here we are. All of this happened in you know 12 days, maybe 13 days. Uh, I think Andrew said it was 12 days since he started uh, Meisner Factor Bust uh, until he eventually concluded and gave. Uh, his samples to USC. And I guess uh, maybe this is the kind of the point number one, then you you brought it up, Samhian, you as well, the the amount of just excitement that that this topic generated around the world. Um, And I would love for him to to hear from you, Samhian, first of all, uh, because you're on the ground as well. This, you know, came out from Korea, uh, but definitely the whole world started, you know, following folks. Who speak Korean, asking for translations, asking for the mood on the ground, etc. So, uh, has that changed significantly since the last place we've talked about this? We've talked about this on Tuesday, I believe. So, uh, has the mood changed in your group and in your peer group in Korea? Talk, talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Uh, okay, so the mood in our Discord server in Korea hasn't changed much. Because, uh, I mean, we haven't really seen the uh, new evidence to to update, in our opinion. But the mood in in general in South Korea has gone uh, very much against this being the actual room temperature superconductor because of update. So, so, so. So I will summarize the uh, brief state of uh, current state of the LK-99. So, I mean, room temperature superconductor is an extraordinary claim. So it does require extraordinary evidences. And when the first preprints were uploaded to archive, people were excited for two reasons, the first being that the synthesis method seemed simple enough to try for themselves, unlike the other uh, claims that turned out to be either data manipulation or uh, fraud or uh, mistaken. There was one uh, such claim of room temperature superconductor actually in 2018. And uh, if you look at the paper, that paper explicitly states that uh, they suspect some impurity is uh, uh, creating a superconducting effect, and you need to order the specific lot of the ingredients from the uh, scientific ingredient company, and normal ingredients won't work. Like uh, that, that's crazy. And even then, people tried to replicate that work. Like room temperature superconductivity is a, such a large claim that people are willing to buy the specific lot to replicate. And... LKE-99 was much simpler than that. And the presented evidence of the levitation and uh, the phase changing while lowering the temperature and also the uh, measurement of resistance was uh, pretty convincing uh, given that the data is not fabricated if, if it is not fabricated. Uh, So what changed in the last few days is that uh, people came up with some alternative explanation of these surprising observations, like the uh, paper from Peking University uh, gave on their theory of how things might levitate without being a superconductor. And the Chinese Academy of Science paper uh, pointed out that there is an impurity in uh, of the uh, cop- copper sulfide, and copper sulfide is uh, well known to have a uh, complex phase transition from solid to solid, and uh, the uh, critical temperature reported in the paper could be explained by the uh, impurity of copper sulfide, and uh, to prove their point. Uh, so, so, there are two kinds of phase transition for the first order phase transition and second order phase transition. Uh, and as I understand, I, I'm not a physicist or a scientist. Uh, I'm a software engin- engineer majored in computer science. But my understanding is uh, so, so, there is an. Um, so, when the water changes the phase from the uh, ice to water to. Uh, um, boiling water vapor uh, there is a latent heat uh, so, so so there is a thermal hysteresis that uh, it acts differently in uh, warming direction direction and cooling direction and uh, so That's a first-order phase transition. And uh, superconductivity is usually understood as a second-order phase transition, which does not have latent heat. So there there should not be thermal hysteresis. And Chinese Academy of Sciences, they synthesized the sample and analyzed their sample. And they found the thermal hysteresis in uh, warming and cooling. And that should not happen for superconductivity. So they concluded that uh, the... Critical temperature reported in the fa- paper is due to the uh, uh, solid to solid phase transition of copper sulfide, and it is very convincing. Uh, so, so they are on, uh, only talking about their own samples, but it provides a uh, nice explanation of surprising observation. So, so, so then that doesn't necessarily apply to the uh, samples produced by Quantum Energy Research Center. But the current status is that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. And at first, evidence did seem extraordinary. But uh, some ordinary explanation was suggested by Peking University and Chinese Academy of Science. And there was a uh, theoretical paper how it could be superconducting. From the, uh, is it Lawrence uh, Berkeley National Library? Uh, and uh, they talked about how the copper su- substitution has uh, two different uh, uh, places, and uh, one is more stable than the other. And the uh, international team of uh, physicists and chemists, consisting of uh, 15 people from three countries, with uh, very Popular, uh, very famous, and being named in science, came up with a comprehensive paper how such substitution is uh, energetically unfavored and very unlikely. It is also very convincing, for uh, keeping the uh the theoretical hope may not actually uh, realize. So so that's why the uh academic uh, world is pretty skeptical, and there was uh so, so there is the. Professor Michael Führer commented on Twitter during the entire time, in our opinion, in a very even-handed way, uh, unlike some other accounts, I must say. And a YouTube channel called Bad Boy of Science interviewed Michael Führer for one hour on LK99. Instead, uh, so so I very highly recommend that uh, interview. that is probably better than what we could explain in this space. So, so that's about it.
0: So let's close it down. I'm just joking. Yes, uh, uh, Michael Fuhrer was very, like, uh, um, he, he, he wasn't hyping, but he also wasn't like, hey, this is not the science. He was just clear about the facts. And the video that I just talked about been to the top of the space. And folks are welcome to, to check it out. I am also not a scientist. Uh, I'm way less of a scientist than Sankyung because he just mentioned multiple things that I wouldn't uh, know and I want to ask Daniel about, uh, but uh, definitely Michael Fuhrer is, is. Uh, I think he's a professor of physics in Melbourne, and definitely check out this video. So, Michael, uh, sorry, uh, Daniel, um, I want to ask you about some of the stuff that Sankyung brought up, if you don't mind. So, um Phase transition, can you give us like a brief popular Mm sciencey explanation of what phase transition means? Uh,
2: I think, yeah, it's really important now because we're seeing now lots of types of phase transitions. And the ones we are used to are the very dramatic ones. Like water evaporating is a phase transition, but the atoms are going way off their initial positions. Uh, Water freezing is a phase transition, but that's atoms... And molecules completely losing mobility, and the, the superconducting phase transition, as uh, as, as Yao Wei mentioned, um, is you could call it a very gentle one. It only involves the electrons, the the centers of the atoms, the cores. They don't move at all when there's a superconducting phase transition, and only the electrons change how they behave. Um, and And the new phase transition we're talking about now, the copper sulfide, is a solid-solid phase transition. So a material is two two solid phases, and the difference between them is the arrangement of the copper and sulfur atom changes. So it's a a very delicate movement of the atoms. It usually involves uh, a change in volume. And, and as mentioned, also, well, a, lot of, a lot of parameters will change, like heat capacity, like conductivity in this case. Uh, but it's a, it's a very gentle phase transition. And if, if you're curious, water, for example, water is a, one of the most crazy complicated materials in, in nature. Water, now we know about 23 solid phases of water. Some of them have been measured. Most of them have been measured. Some of them are only theorized using DFT. But, and, and if you know the book, uh, well, there's a, a Ice Nine by Kurt Vonnegut, or it's a concept that appears in one of his books, uh, it's a, like a, a fictionalized phase of water that could be very harmful. It doesn't exist.
0: I, I did not know that there so many phases in, in water. And I do want to ask you about the specific phase transition uh, inside. So, Elkinet, right? So, so you. Uh, sorry not you Uh, Q Center for for, uh, releases a paper then releases another paper both these papers have like um, instructions of how to create LK99 many many labs and people around the world try to replicate this uh, including this uh, Chinese Academy of Science or Beijing Beijing Academy uh, and uh, the, the thread that discusses this is pinned to the top of the of the space for folks who are interested and uh these folks from uh, shoop lab i think also did some work around this daniel i think you you mentioned uh they're very respected and you uh you, you trusted some of the science that they did and they talked about the phase transition specifically of copper sulfide that exists within within these samples and um and that it could be attributed potentially to uh, what uh, Q Center has detected in in, in their samples and, and described in their papers. Um, c- could you extrapolate on this a little bit? Uh, because as far as I've seen from at least Michael Fuhrer and some other folks, you know, they're not saying, "Hey, this is not fraud. Like these people are not fraudsters." It's not like uh, as Sanken just mentioned the uh, ranga dice uh, uh, superconductor that was like very. Problematic, and all of the scientists in the world that hear the room temperature superconductor now are like, Oh, yeah, it's definitely fraud. So it does not seem like the folks are the, the fraudsters. However, this paper could explain a potential measurement that they saw at, at certain temperatures. So, and uh, could you connect the dots for us there with like what is the Cu2S uh, copper sulfate and how it re- relates to uh, how its phase transition relates to? the measurements that they saw in LK-99 and uh, what could potentially show as a superconductor.
2: Yeah. So all the initial discussion was, and especially the theory, was around the chemical formula that was put forward by uh, Lee and Kim. Uh, now, just by, you know, counting the proportions of copper and lead, it was should have been obvious from the start that you're going to have other things. Because in the, in the precursors, you have sort of equal amounts of copper and lead and in the final product, you have a ratio of 1 to 9. So the extra copper has got to go somewhere. The reaction is in a closed uh, volume. Uh, So you're going to have lots of other stuff and if you ignore it, you are assuming that all that other stuff is inert, it doesn't change, it doesn't have an effect on the LK99 and over time, we saw with the reproductions and with the more detailed characterization that when you do this reaction, you get a ton of different materials. And, and I, I think not all the reproductions produced the exact same thing. So probably it wasn't the exact same combination of, uh, of uh, materials in their samples. And then on top of that, there's a selection process. So they crushed their rocks and they selected by magnetic properties. So it probably appears like every lab was analyzing somewhat of a different material. And between all of that, uh, copper sulfide actually showed up in the XPS measurement. So this was also clear that it was in many of the samples that were produced around the world and in the original paper. And I think that this didn't draw much attention until you know the, the twelve days uh passed uh and and scientists who apparently are more familiar with this notice that this is a material that actually has a very interesting properties and and phase change within the relevant temperature range and uh and so in this uh, paper from uh is it uh Beijing university uh well, they measured copper sulfide itself when it showed that phase transition and involves a very large change of resistivity uh, at the same temperature range where LK99 supposedly uh, has the superconducting phase transition. So it could be what uh, was being measured at the original paper. And it's important to notice, I think we got into this when we thought that LK99 was a 1D superconductor, If you have a big insulator, and in this this big insulator you have just a few conducting paths, narrow paths from one contact to the other, you can dramatically change the overall resistivity even if only a small volume of the sample becomes conducting. It's like, think of uh, having one river through the desert or few rivers. The area of the desert that is covered... With water is tiny, but you can have a rather large flow of water across the desert just by having you know two or three rivers, and this is what happens if you had a superconducting transition. But it also happens if you just have a conductor transition, and there's a whole theory about how exactly how much conductor you need in the insulator to have conductance, and it's called the theory of percolation. and 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 this could explain how with very small amounts of copper sulfide in the the whole bulk of the sample changing phase you could have a big sample become uh from high resistivity to low resistivity which but doesn't necessarily mean that you know the the whole
0: uh the whole new material is superconducting like like um the claim is, right? Which is like the huge claim and we're still waiting for this claim. And uh, one thing that, that I saw uh, from Michael Fuhrer, and I wanted to kind of run by you as well, is that we're seeing, so th- this uh, copper sulfate, the Cu2S uh, from, from Chinese Academy of Sciences uh, Beijing, um, it just talks about a potential of this material to explain the measurements, correct? Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, you know, Q center it's something
2: that's false or it doesn't necessarily mean that this is what also they have. Yeah, so the, the context is very important. So w- w- the first thing the first question was theoretically, can there be superconductivity in this material? Then it turns out that there's lots of phases it's a, it's a pretty dirty synthesis. Uh, so it, it became very unclear what exactly was the composition. so uh, that discussion got very muddied. Uh, but there was still one measurement that, that made the whole thing a very interesting uh, subject. And it's if they measured superconductivity, then we need to get to the bottom of this. So find out if it's the chemical formula is correct and how to do it. Uh, but if, if there's a measurement of superconductivity, it doesn't matter that the work was sloppy. We got to find what it was whatever it was that is superconducting. Once we find an alternative explanation for that measurement, then the whole thing, then there's an alternative explanation for the whole set of of measurements, you know, mixtures of magnetic, diamagnetic, ferromagnetic, uh, especially now that we know that it's a mixture of lots of materials, uh, can explain the magnetic measurements, which are not that hard evidence on itself. But now there's... An additional explanation, uh, potential explanation, because it hasn't been demonstrated that this is actually the case, but there is something that can explain the hardest evidence of superconductivity. I think, and in, in my personal opinion, and for many people, the whole thing becomes much less interesting. So it, there's still a chance. Maybe you know it's just a coincidence that copper sulfide has a phase transition there. And that LK ninety nine has a superconducting phase transition, but there is an alternative, reasonable explanation for everything, and so the the, the level of interest just drops significantly. It feels
0: like, uh, to some extent, it's already dropped, and many people kind of turned the town and said, "Hey." Uh, this is so over, and we're so back, it's so over, and this is like the, the final, it's so over for at least many people, because there is an alternative explanation, and like you said, when the papers is released, and after some sleuthing happened around whether or not, you know, the authors and the messiness of the release papers kind of was unscientific, after this was a little bit clear, uh, what Sankyan said also is that Potentially, this added to the virality on Twitter and everything. Besides the potential huge outcomes, the fact that it's fairly quickly replicatable, and we we knew back at I don't know end of uh, end of July that we'll we'll know either way fairly quickly, right? We'll know either way because like folks will start replicate. I don't know if uh, the folks from Q Center expected as many people starting to replicate in different places and. Uh, but definitely it, it seems like we're at least at the end of the saga specifically because we now have potentially alternative explanation and then uh, uh, I want to ask one more thing before we get to, to maybe something to, to add some additional things is uh, a question about uh, it's no longer very interesting for us to see videos of different magnetic effects and we've seen plenty right? we've seen some from uh, Andrew McAllop and then uh, the folks in University of uh, Southern California that he passed his samples too said that he had potentially iron um, mixes in there. And we've seen a bunch of videos from, uh, was it Hust in, in China and some other places that also had some magnetic reaction, whether it's uh, diamagnetic or ferromagnetic. Uh, we're no longer like these videos no longer matter as much because there's an alternative explanation. Uh, is there anything in those videos, you know, is there a video that comes up and sparks interest again in your mind? Like what, what, what do we need to see that like, uh, will also spark interest or are we done with videos and we're looking for data that QCenter needs to provide?
2: Well, yeah, we, we've seen and it's, it's interesting. I think most, pe- most people haven't thought what, what would room temperature superconductivity look like exactly or is there a simple test you can do on it using a magnet to to separate it from the whole other magnetic effect? I still think if you look at the flux spinning videos of, of real superconductors, the fact that you can slide them across uh, a magnet—that uh, th- would be, I think, if I saw something like that, that would spark, I think, new interest in in whatever uh, material you're proposing. So those where you um, they make a rail or just put a superconductor near, they freeze it near a magnet, and then its flux pinned. But flux pinned means it can move across. Uh, the magnet uh, in one D or in two D—that depends on shape. That's something that uh, I think would still be worth looking at. All the things that uh, the the rocks floating and you know they're tilted and they can be—they're somewhat held in place. Um, we have now an alternative explanation for that.
0: Yeah, so it's less interesting now, especially when. There's so many fakes videos that we saw that come out, or at least, you know, attempts at fakes and then people posting, sorry, this is a fake video. Uh, this is less interesting, only videos that come out from, from a significant labs. Uh, uh you had comment on uh, everything you said before, or you want to move on and to,
1: to ask some questions going forward? Okay, so on the videos of magnetic properties, so uh, as everybody pointed out, It's easy to fake, like uh, you actually need to trust the source is not faking the video. Um, So when we know the video is not fake, there are some uh, things that could uh, move the uh, direction, in the evidence of something interesting like the we have seen lots of half levitation we may see the full levitation and another thing to do is that uh that as i understand it, it is complicated because it uh, involves lots of different forces but theory of half levitation proposed by Peking university depends on the effect of gravity and you can change how it works by uh, doing the upside down. Like uh, you you turn the magnet uh, eight, eight, uh, 118 degree and how it reacts to the uh, upside down should different from the actual superconductivity and the proposed mechanism so that could be interesting and as for the uh, criticism of uh, chinese academy of science actually authors proposed uh requested the um, original team to update the paper for the including both warming and cooling curve and uh, since they have the sample it is a simple request And if uh, Q-Center updated their paper to include both cooling curve and warming curve, that would be very interesting. And uh, if that doesn't show the uh, uh, first-order phase transition that is against the evidence of superconductivity, like the sample from the Chinese Academy of Science, that would be a big update.
0: So... Uh, I just pinned to the top of Twitter something that came out uh, a few minutes ago from V.P.S. Alana. V.P.S. Alana is uh, uh, Indian scientist and his team who tried to replicate since the beginning. I think they were one of the first people who replicated, and then they had big chunks of LK ninety nine and didn't see any magnetism. Um, it seems so so long ago Daniel but it was a few days ago that people were trying to levitate the rocks right and since then uh, we've moved on to like more uh, precise methods of, of measurements and, and so the update there is they also didn't find any uh, effects of su- superconductivity which is also interesting because there's multiple people replicating and receiving multiple s- samples of different markup and different uh, um, uh, you know they need to work, uh, Crush the rocks and then search for the ones who, who magnetize and then test those. Uh, but I, it feels like what. Just as a summary, the, the 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 proof is on the Q center right now, and uh, like Sunghyun said, there is a suggestion of how to actually do this, which is not super super complex for the folks in Q center to um, to, to present kind of their findings, which is which is interesting because. Uh, You know, the the previous examples in this world of superconductivity were either fraud or fake or very, very complex. And now we've talked about in these spaces multiple times that, you know, uh, the messiness of the paper was due to some rogue employee who's no longer there, the first paper, and there was a reaction in the second paper. Uh, But then they went to media and stood behind this finding and uh, talked about LK99 being superconductor even said they will work with other scientists and as far as we saw not a lot of other places received uh, the sample that they've created uh, and uh, but some corresponded with them so this VPS uh, awana indian uh, scientist he definitely said at least and i think showed screenshots of uh, communicating i think with the uh, kim or or um, or sukbe Lee, and um, it's very interesting that like we're back to almost square one in terms of who now needs to produce evidence whether or not this is yeah, this is an actual superconductor and that's Q Center and there is a path for them to do this. Uh, I don't know if there's any plans of theirs doing this. I know the maybe Sanghan, you can you can join here, but I've seen floating around some tweets about there will present something in next month or etc. I couldn't find the source for this. Uh, and Sang-ken, if you do have something that you know in terms of like the interviews that they had, I think there was like two or three interviews with Huntak and and Lee. Uh, whether or not there's more to be seen soon, or are we, you know, just are we done with this until further notice, basically?
1: Uh, I need to check the source, but they did say something about doing the. Uh, like something like a press conference at the end of the month and the timing suggests that it may be related to the uh, peer review of the manuscript currently in submission and I think they are planning to do the press conference after the uh, fate of the paper is decided. And that's the
0: APL uh, peer review that they submitted for peer review, the
1: the first paper in Korean,
0: correct?
1: Circumstantial evidence suggests that yes, it is APL material. We don't have the definitive uh, statement. It is an inference, but I think it is a pretty reliable inference. And
0: so uh, I think the only place that at least I saw that that actually they provided a sample to was uh, USD or Kentech. Uh, Samuel, can you talk about the, the provided sample and kind of what they measured and what they didn't measure? Do, do, uh, do you have this on the top of your head?
1: So, so, so we know there are multiple samples, the different samples, because the uh, Kyontakim produced the two different videos, and uh, we can plainly see in those two videos that two samples are in a different shape, and uh, so, so. So they behave a bit differently also. So uh and from the uh interview of the also uh, so, so Kentek is a Korean energy technology uh so the, the, the it is a university uh backed by the CAPCO Korean Electricity and Power Company, which is a monopoly uh electricity transmission operator in South Korea. And um there actually is a superconducting power transmission line in production in South Korea that was world first, uh, and Kentek worked on that. Of course, that is not a room temperature superconductor. They are cooling it with uh, I don't know how they cool it, but anyway. Um, so, so Kentech yeah, 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 Kentek said that they have a sample and uh, they are analyzing it for the practical application in a power transmission and they also stated that they are not interested in the uh, scientific controversy of whether it is a superconductor or not because uh, they are not interested in that question like uh, uh, if it conducts the electricity well they don't care about whether it is a superconductor they also mentioned something like uh, so, so there's a copper wire and aluminum wire and while uh, copper may conduct electricity better, it is also heavier. So th- it is a problematic for actual construction over power transmission line. So so the aluminum is lighter. so. Even with a uh, higher resistance, aluminum may be preferable for, for bulk transportable electricity. So, so, so that's the context angle. Like, uh, if even if it has a higher resistance, uh, if it is uh, lighter, it is good enough for us. Or something like that. And we also know from the student newspaper of the Williams and Mary. Uh, uh, a college a college of Williams Mary. I, I don't know the exact name. which is the current employer of the Chant team. Uh, so the student newspaper interviewed the Shontag team and reported that a sample from the Q centre is in transit. So
0: uh, we know that there's a few samples going uh, forward and uh, potentially a announcement or, or kind of uh, a paper in peer review that potentially could, could get peer reviewed. And uh, the interesting thing, Daniel, is, is that, uh, and I think maybe they didn't expect this, <laughs> or maybe they did, maybe maybe one did, they got one hell of a peer review in one, one hell of a period. This was a super fast. Moodle labs around the world started like replicating, presenting, uh, which I don't know if they could expect that this amount of of, uh, very, very smart scientists around the world trying to like uh, pick every little nitpick in their paper and multiple papers. Um, So I guess this essentially concludes episode, uh, sorry, season
2: one for all this, right? So in
0: the beginning, we, yeah, Daniel, go ahead and, and then we'll conclude, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, I went to, to, to the point of, um, of of peer review. I think there are two aspects. If you put ourselves in the shoes of QCenter, there are two very big things going on. And one is, yes, they got just peer reviewed by Twitter, which is, I, they, I'm sure they didn't want it to be like this. Uh, the second thing is surprise. So they're ad- I've been critical of their attitude and transparency and sharing, but we need to take into account... One, that this hit them by surprise. Maybe they don't have bandwidth, maybe they have obligations, commitments, and their th- their mouths are tied up and their hands are tied up because of uh, any type of investor uh, contracts. Uh, and at the same time, they are in the process of peer review. And I think that if I'm not, not correct, if I'm not mistaken, they had one paper rejected from Nature, they are in the process from this point of view, I would expect that they have some publication grade document and, and that could explain how come they were able to upload to archives only two hours after Quan. But on the other hand, the thing they uploaded doesn't seem like something that would pass peer review in, um, in APS. Uh, especially because of the bold claims that it makes, so all this, uh, well, is is I'm not, I don't have a, a clear conclusion from this, but but their situation must be complicated beyond what is uh, visible, and and this can explain why their reaction isn't entirely coherent or clear to me,
0: and and forthcoming and public, and, yeah, there's the, the, the definitely evidence. That folks, you know, went to Q Center itself and knocked on the door. And uh, I, you know, I can't speak for the folks there, but they don't seem like, you know, social media whizzes that knew this reaction. I don't know if this reaction could have been foreseen, and definitely, you know, not only Twitter, also Facebook and LinkedIn. There's multiple places where this has been discussed as number one topics. There's like prediction markets, and uh, this definitely exploding popularity assumably way more than they could have handled. Uh, the website was taken down. I'm not sure if the website was taken down because of just, like, many people visiting, or maybe they didn't want to, kind of, expose the people there uh, to some more scrutiny. And then, you know, I think you, you, you raise a great point. Like, they could have been other commitments. They have, They could have, like, you know, it's a commercial place, uh, so they could have NDAs for, for many of the stuff. And... Uh, you know, Twitter being Twitter, everybody's like, "Hey, they should provide this. They should do that." And <laughs> I don't think they're reading these comments. Uh, and I, I'm not sure about this. Should Sunkan, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I can explain a bit about the uh, shutdown of their website. Uh, so originally, you can you can still view it on the uh, internet archive. So the originally. Uh, website of the quantum energy research center included the list of partners like the large companies in south korea and japan and also including kentech so naturally South Korean reporters uh, asked for the official position of these companies and every company except the Kentech denied that they have any relationship with the uh, Quantum Energy Research Center. But uh, uh, that is pretty suspicious. But a uh, benign explanation is that uh, Quantum Energy Research Center was established in 2008. Uh, that's like uh, 15 years ago. And uh, according to themselves, they started to develop the room temperature superconductivity of room temperature superconductor material only in 2017, that is uh, six years ago. So uh, before that time, in nine years... This was a an, uh, research and development outsourcing company that does the pretty normal uh, research and development in uh, physics and chemistry. So all those companies may have been actual partner in a uh, very normal research project, but it is very likely that... the. The reporter's inquiry what about the room temperature superconductor and of course they denied because they have no relationship so it was very controversial and they said that uh, they are on obvious fraud because they listed the companies that don't have a relationship as partners and I think they were just tired of arguing with that and shut down the website that's our uh, a tentative conclusion at that time.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, there are some debates about whether or not you know they're coming out publicly after all these papers uh, and and proofs and and potential explanations to what they could have seen, and we haven't seen any. And they don't owe anyone any as well. Like, they owe the world of science to make sure that you know we're not getting another fraud, and it does not seem like this specifically. And we've talked about this multiple times because of the ease of use of, of recreating the sample, and specifically because kind of the, the messiness was explained to us, and uh, Daniel, like you said, it, it was likely that they were preparing a paper. It doesn't it doesn't make sense to write this length of paper in two hours and quickly upload this, right? So, so this was a half-baked thing, maybe they rushed it, maybe it was like very, very close to baked, and they rushed it, but definitely uh, some of it was, <laughs> was ready. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess I guess we'll see if if and when we're going to see more from our from Q Center uh, at least publicly. Definitely, uh, we'll keep watching for that. Um, I think at this point we're coming up on almost an hour. Uh, I don't see a huge reason to talk about this for multiple multiple hours like we did previous phases. I just want to say that you know um, we've tried to bring you. And as, as you guys heard, Sankyan and Daniel and, and every other person in the green room, it's at least, we will try to uh, reduce the hype. And, uh, well, <laughs> Sankyan tried to reduce the hype when I, when I was talking. We'll definitely try to verify every sample. Uh, we've had folks from multiple uh, multiple places around the world. Sankyan is in, in, uh, in Korea. There, we have folks in China on the ground. We have folks in, in, you know, in Russia, in Israel, in, in Madrid and many, many other places. And it was really, really incredible to see the around the clock kind of collaboration and uh, trying to find sources and try to source and try to figure out the truth. And uh, I personally learned a whole bunch like not knowing anything coming into this. I've learned from folks like like Daniel on stage and some other folks. Uh Eli Rabani who joined uh, all these places as a co-host and, and Sanghan definitely uh you know became fast friends as well. Go ahead Sanghan you, you had your you had your
1: hand raised. Okay, so uh things were quickly changing so I just sort of stopped on the covering uh A rapidly developing situation in uh, South Korean media. But uh, like the one thing we are sure of is that uh, Q Center, which is a business, not the research institute, is pretty busy. Like uh, there are public information on the business registry, like a company registry, and also they applied for the trademark. So on this week we are aware of two changes uh, two changes the Q center made. One is that uh, so all the businesses need to their register their business purpose. And to change the business purpose of the joint stock company, you need an uh, stockholders meeting and need to file the relevant papers. And so Q Center's business purpose for 15 years was the research and development in physics and chemistry and electrical engineering and uh, related licensing of the intellectual property. Um, This week, they added new business purpose to the business of Q Center that is uh, inorganic chemical manufactur- manufacturing and organic chemical manufacturing and also electric device manufacturing. Um, also- oh, interesting. Uh, electric device yeah, that, manufacturing? That, that, that is, that, yeah, that, that is very interesting. Like uh, uh, you don't do that if you don't actually intend to do that. It, it is a lot of hassle. Like uh, that, that's a lot of paperwork and uh, meeting minutes and uh, all the stockholders meeting and and et cetera. And they also applied for the local and international trademark. Like uh, they already hold the trademark for the LK99. It is a registered trademark. And actually they put the uh, R in the circle in their papers submitted to the archive. It is a registered (laughs) trademark. And all the trademarks need to specify like uh, it doesn't apply to, to the old products. They need to uh, specify which product category the trademark is intended to protect. So LK-99's uh, trademark uh, product category is the chemical substance. Like uh, uh, if other chemical substances is named the same as LK-99, they can issue based on their right of trademark. And trademark, so, so century is a pretty... Uh, They don't have much money, and trademarks, applying and maintaining the trademarks require paying for fees. So LK99 was the only trademark they had for a while. And this week, they applied for four new trademarks, like the Quantum Energy Research Center that is written in Korean and in English, and also two trademarks for Q Center and the abbreviation QE. The quantum energy and these four trademarks, the um, product category specification includes two products. One is the power transmission, we already know they are uh, intending to apply this for power transmission from the uh, relationship with the uh, Kentech, and another product category they specified is a semiconductor. So, uh, so we don't know whether yes 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 yeah so that, that's definitive like so if they add the new product category they need to pay more fees so so they actually intend to do this so we don't know whether the superconductor is real or not but it is very very certain that Q center strongly believes they have a superconductor and they uh, are Fully intend to actually do the manufacturing themselves, not just licensing the uh, intellectual property because they changed their business purpose. And also, they applied for local and global trademarks with a considerable expense. And they specified the power transmission and, uh, and semiconductor. So maybe, I mean, I mean, Kentek is. Uh, Better positioned to the commercialized power transmission aspect in all aspects, also, that is very likely done by the Kentek. But uh, based on uh, circumstantial evidence, we uh, suspected the Q Center is aiming for the LK ninety nine in semiconductor manufacturing, uh, and now we have a definitive evidence. So, so like. Uh, why, if you have a question, why doesn't Q Center engage with the academic community? The answer is that they are busy. <laughs> they are busy doing business. <laughs> and uh, so, so Hyunta Kim is not part of the Q Center. He is a professor in uh, American University. So he is engaging with the uh, academic community. And I suspect the Q Center just to redirect all the scientific inquiries just to, to Hyunta Kim. And so, so we have some events to look forward to in this month and next month. One is definitely the peer review currently in progress uh, with a likely submission of manuscript to APL materials. And another is the sample in transit to America. And also another is that uh, we heard from the Russia Iris Alexandra that, uh she replicated the uh, no, no, non-replication but she observed some levitation and uh, she said that she's working on a paper and will post it uh, as a preprint. So, so those are the events to look forward to. Also uh, so our discord discord server is uh, finalizing the email to contact team. Uh, so, so, by all evidence the Hyuntak team is more comfortable with Korean than English. So, we are writing an email in Korean and we are asking. Uh, so, so the team is a corresponding author. So, as a uh, public review, I emailed multiple archive paper authors for typos or inaccuracies in the past, but this is much larger than that. But we are going to ask Krishantha Kim to uh, be aware of the paper from Chinese Academy of Sciences, and we will say that we wholeheartedly agree with their recommendation of including both warming and cooling curve. So, so maybe we get a reply, or maybe not. Like, uh, so the most likely uh, situation is that. Contact hims, email, inbox is full of mails from the all over the world, and we will be ignored. But if we get a reply, I will report it. So that those are the events to look forward to. That's
0: that's incredible, Sunkan. And uh, so, first of all, um, so so just to kind of sum up, because you said multiple things. First of all, Q Center applied for uh, trademarks, and that's uh, not a cheap process, and (laughs) they've been busy applying while the world is trying to replicate kind of whatever uh, was recent two papers, they've been busy applying and uh, they have a relationship with Kentuck who has a a sample and they potentially work on applications. While all this is happening, Hyun Kim is also talking about the fact that they have a superconductor. He keeps talking about this. He gets interviews. I think there was two interviews in Korean media, at least. uh, And he he continues kind of... It's not like he has evidence of... of, uh, we don't know if he's aware. Like you said, something right. We don't know if he's aware of of the many replication attempts. He's aware of some of them, at least. But Q Center folks are busy and they're working. The website's down, but potentially they're gearing up towards kind of production on, on and some applications of some of this stuff. And potentially we, we, we're looking forward to to, to look for uh, to to see some stuff coming up from them. So I will say uh, a few things. So first of all, all of the you know betting markets and all, all of the kind of discourse in public kind of died down maybe people kind of said okay there's nothing there it's all it's all hoax uh, it does not seem hoaxy at least to to some extent uh, so we'll see maybe a continuation of Q center the the businesses is keep is running and uh, trade uh, trademarks are registered and potentially we'll see some reply after things die down or maybe the website is going to go up I will say to folks here who probably already are in our community if you're not, we have like this community on Twitter. If you're tired of posting on your main account, but you still want to communicate with folks and ask questions, uh, Twitter communities is the way. There's like 800 people. Obviously, when things were going steady and all the evidence were going towards, oh, we have a new superconductor, this community was growing. But still, feel free to just join there. and am going have folks uh, to, to maybe translate, maybe new evidence. Um Fake videos of two seconds of 480p resolution will not be very much accepted. They don't add anything to the discussion anymore. Uh, We know the potential for uh, levitation. We know how many fakes were posted. Uh, But definitely for Sanghyun, and sanghan just uh just to call out how much of an incredible work you guys been doing in in, your, in, your Discord. in addition to all this you guys also went deep into kind of researching the origins of this which also helped highlight that you know we're not dealing with necessarily an fraudsters and these have been people who've been talking about they have this for a long time one, one last thing i want to ask uh, sanghan and daniel maybe feel free to each one to, to join i saw somewhere that uh, see, uh, a copper sulfide was mentioned in the patents and not necessarily in the papers. So, so we have multiple documents from Q Center, right? So we have two or three patents, and we have uh, uh, one Korean paper and two English papers, and then we have some stuff in, in between. There was a Quan uh, uh, had a like a report to Ministry of Education, or something like this in Korean, and also. So we have like multiple surrounding evidence as well. The one thing that I wanted to ask you, if you guys kind of followed up or, or researched or saw, is that this uh, copper sulfide was mentioned in both uh, the the patents. And I want to understand if Hyun Kim kind of, you know, is, is into this. He's a scientist and he's like the world affected person. Uh, whether or not the mention in patents changes anything in terms of uh, what we take from the Chinese Academy of Sciences paper, or we still think, even though they mentioned this, they may have missed that one property of phase transition that could explain all this?
1: I mean, there is an XRD, X-ray diffraction, and copper sulfide is plainly visible in XRD, so they are, no, they are aware of that impurity. That, that is beyond doubt. That does not necessarily mean that Q Center is aware of the possibility of the uh, sudden drop of resistance from copper sulfide to the impurity. That mm-hmm. is actually one topic I am going to ask about Hyunta Kim in an email. So, finger crossed.
0: Awesome. And yes. yeah, go ahead, Daniel.
2: Yeah, just to add, because everything I uh, said is, is true. And in a normal peer-review process, you would be asked at least to justify, you know, here's a factor that could interfere with your results. Uh, If there's a specific experiment you can do to disprove that it interferes, do that. Uh, Or at least uh, mention and and, and discuss and make a case, uh, at least verbally, based on uh, some principles Why you think this is not disturbing your results? And in the preprints, uh, this is not present. Awesome. Okay,
0: so I guess uh, yeah, I I guess we've covered most of it. If there's anything else you wanted to add, or Daniel, anything else you want to add, or folks in the audience, if if you have any specific thing that we missed, and it's worth noting on the last episode of the season, I don't want to leave a cliffhanger. I want to kind of wrap up well around this. And then say that other updates will go out in you know definitely follow Sang-hyun and his, his team join our community there will be more papers I'm sure Daniel right like the fact that like the world or at least the Twitterverse stopped feverishly uh, trying to replicate and figure out everything uh, is beside the point there will be folks trying to like review this there will be folks trying to replicate more there will be folks like trying to uh, to, to do some more attempts so uh, Sanghan, go ahead uh, give us your your parting thoughts here and, and uh... yeah
1: so. So I want to finish in a bit of a lighter note, like uh, we had lots of fun and <laughs> having jokes. And so so South Korea has a weekly magazine called the Current Affairs, uh, which is quite popular. And so, so there is a, a right wing to left wing spectrum in south korea and uh, current affairs uh, in is in a rather extreme end of the left wing and uh, it is a weekly magazine and uh, it includes the uh, comic on the, every issue of the current event that happened in the last week and uh, someone that drawing comic is called gupsinist uh, which means in Korean something like a body bending artist, and um, he is quite aware of the all the uh, uh animation and fan fandom references, and so he drew a um, new comic. On the topic of room temperature superconductor AK 99. So, so I posted that to my account and did an English translation. And <laughs> he drew a comic based on the uh, uh, English nursery rhyme called Oats and Peas and Beans, uh, Oats, Peas, Beans, and Barley Grow. So so it starts uh, something like this that uh, lead this cooper's best friend, lead cooper's best friend to i or you or anyone know whether why lead this core space best friends to enjoy the comic and the song it's awesome,
0: man. that's that's very funny so uh... Um, I will again say, uh, folks. Uh, sangyan has done incredible work in researching this, in bringing everything. Uh, sangyan started like joining the first place and wasn't ready uh, to to talk. And uh, and uh, Sanghyun, I really appreciate your participation here. Uh, I you know th- this was not remotely as informative had you not been here. And uh, I appreciate your time as well. The, the amount of research that you and your folks team did definitely help folks kind of wrap their heads around uh, this whole endeavor. Uh, Daniel, feel free to kind of give us your parting thoughts. Uh, I will maybe prompt you a little bit in here. Is that I don't remember myself getting as excited about science. I don't remember many, many folks talking about kind of your areas before, and I find it very interesting. Right, the amount of stuff that we all had to kind of, you know, read up and learn and potentially kind of inspire folks to uh, to, to do different things. And uh, yeah, I, I would love to hear from you, kind of how you <laughs> how you felt around this issue
2: for the past two weeks. Well, think of it this way. I have a PhD in material science, and I haven't been this excited about science in years. Uh, and even more so uh, by seeing other people excited and and curious and learning and myself learning all maybe stuff that I should have learned during my PhD, but I didn't. So uh, I caught up with a lot of uh, uh, theory and physics and, uh, and, and synthesis, which was not part of my uh, PhD. And I think this well, the and, and and a reminder of how much potential there is in material science, uh, and and how much like fusion is a material science problem. No matter how you look at it, even if it's helium, and even if, it, if it's tokamak, and and energy crisis and uh, carbon capturing, um, so many life changing technologies hang on materials and their processing. And th- this was a very powerful reminder of that.
0: And uh, I definitely hope that
2: for many, many folks, kind of the popularization
0: of science uh, and excitement helps them to kind of lean into this. And maybe I'll connect to something you kind know, of close and dear uh, to my heart, and maybe the reason why I joined all this like I said in the beginning, I'm not remotely a scientist. I I flunked all of my physics in in school, and uh, what I do on day-to-day is removing language barriers. And the amount of worldwide global participation around this topic was just incredible amount of people translating was just incredible and i i can just imagine how many scientific progresses we can get once everybody kind of collaborates not necessarily in the open like this because you know there's some drawbacks to participating in the open there's throwing there's, there's you know fake news there's like uh this hype brings with it uh you know, pluses and minuses so but on the pluses side i think it was incredible to see how much collaboration can happen how quickly people from different expertise in different areas different um places can collaborate and and talk and point out things and and uh, ask for clarifications and maybe support the amount of support that andrew got like from the internet and then you know the scientists that reached out to him just because like he was uh, uh, replicating this in the open he opened like a I don't know, a forum, everybody joined. Uh, it was incredible, and uh, the way I com- come into this is that you know I I built Tagum to remove language barriers, not necessarily for science, not necessarily for the positive. Uh, when I started, it was for Ukraine and to help the world kind of understand different places around the world. However, the same thing applied here. Turgum you know, helped at least some of the videos get translated fast, and I I was really happy to kind of participate. <laughs> at some point, I don't know guys, if you remember in the green room. At some point, I was like just the the moderator, kind of the facilitator of the conversation, and, and host uh and at some point when videos started to come out i was like oh here's my time here's something i can actually help with not the science part not the other stuff just like breaking down the language barriers and walls and uh i think we're going there and the reason for my excitement was obviously the benefits here if this actually materializes are incredible uh but you know separately from this i'm also doing the ai spaces and uh there there's multiple Things that are happening in the world, in science, in technology, in other other places that are advancing with insane pace. Now, this was an outlier. This insanity of a pace of like a 12-day ramp-up and, you know, explosion popularity and virality and m- meme potential for this whole thing was definitely an outlier. However, even in other places changes are happening faster and faster, right? So we're doing spaces for AI every week. And from week to week, we're getting better and better results in open source models, in, in different uh, kind of areas as well. If Again, just a shout out, if folks are interested in that part of my life and not this necessarily, feel free to follow me and follow our Thursday AI. There's also a podcast there. And I came into this from that perspective of like, hey, there's many, many changes. A lot of them are happening in the open now on Twitter. A lot of them are happening in different languages and different kind of communities, different uh, cultures as well. And, you know, we have this, and I posted this tweet, Twitter is the information superconductor, right? We we have these tools now to collaborate and get the news quick, very, very fast and, and react to them. And we've seen that Twitter and many folks like in our green room reacted and started like reading into this way before the media even woke up. And then the media started reporting, many factual things were wrong. And we were already like talking about, you know, this paper was the reason, then this paper was the reason. The first paper was so we knew a bunch of the information way before it kind of was reported. And I think this is kind of what I loved about this whole thing specifically. Uh, in addition to a world-changing, you know, potentiality that added to this mix, I partic- I specifically enjoy just like facilitating this conversation, learning as much as I learned and helping folks understand and building communities around us. So I think with these parting words, uh, you know, this is the end of season one. There is places to go yet. Q Center is still a commercial place. It's, it's not done yet. Nobody came out and said, you know what, you were right. We didn't notice uh, copper sulfide phase transition. This was the reason to whole thing. We're so sorry. Nobody came out uh, from Q Center and said like this is done on their part. They're still like uh, they're aware of copper sulfide. Maybe uh, we're not sure if they're aware of this specific thing. And follow Sankhan. Kind of hopefully he'll get a response. Sankhan, kind of, I will just say. Uh, we have multiple people who are connected to, to Hintech. Maybe ask them to DM him also and tell them like about your email. Uh, Eli Robani is connected to Hintech now and, and Daniel, uh, Andrew McCallick is connected. Uh, so definitely reach out. But with that, folks, I will say that I really enjoyed all of you joining the space and talking to us, joining the community, talking to us. The community is still live. It's floatingrocks.fm. If there's going to be breaking news, you know we're going to cover this first, right? Like, you know that you, you don't have to wait until nature you know, publishes. we're going to let you know. Um, but for now, I think the intensity is applying to all of us as well. Many of us didn't sleep for a while. Many of us like tried to follow uh, news around uh, around the world around like 24hour cycle. Uh, literally we had like the, the, the room chats were buzzing and I think it's time to like conclude this season one. Uh, it's not the result that we wanted definitely. We were uh, very, very much excited. However, we, we do want to see the potential of, of the good in this and the hype can be a benefit and and a drawback, I I see a lot of the benefit in the hype, and hopefully you too and there's multiple other ways that humanity progresses across, Uh, one thing I will call out, this one tiny thing Uh, I think we had somebody who who left in the audience, the type 2 superconductors that we currently have that we know exist and we use them in MRIs and other places, they have been continuously progressing toward higher and higher temperatures, right? They're not close to anything room temperature, but they still progress and they're still like progress now. Potentially, all of this excitement will help money flow in there and capitalism will do its thing. And that area of, of research in type 2 superconductors will also progress, right? So we may have... With our hype, we may have helped kind of get humanity there. Maybe not as fast as we've hoped, but definitely pro- progress there. Uh, many people get excited. Maybe uh, entrepreneurs get excited. I know our inboxes are full of of people who want to do research and who want to ask about uh, experts and expertise. Uh, definitely folks here doing thumbs up. So... Uh, hopefully this is not the end of this whole thing. Uh, Also, watch out. One of the benefits that everybody was talking about with superconductor and room temperature was potentially application for fusion reactors. You know, we're waiting for some stuff around fusion reactors from helium energy and some other places, uh, even without... Room temperature, cheap superconductors, that area has been heating up and potentially will have some benefits as well. So there's a lot of room for positivity, right? Like, Sankhan, you wanted to end on a positive note? Let's fucking go on the positive note. AI is progressing, and the DFTs that we saw, and Daniel, you talked about DFTs, which is like simulations of materials. That whole area is progressing. We had multiple folks on Spaces that said, hey, even without this, the, the rate that the AI is going forward we would be able to simulate and like try to find different areas uh like like crazy going forward and these methods are just getting better and better and there's no physics barrier to room temperature superconductivity this is one thing that I've learned nothing prevents it from a physics perspective It just you know we need to search more and hopefully all this excitement got people to start thinking about this got uh um, <laughs> you know, uh, capitalism to 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 look into this corner, start like funneling funds, and and maybe going somewhere. Uh, Q Center is still not done and has applied for registered trademarks, potentially more patents. So we'll see some more stuff. I think with this uh i really want to thank you all of you uh this, this is not like i have to stretch myself to even be here daniel i appreciate you so much man you helped me like to understand I even before you joined the room i copy pasted stuff and asked you and you were very yeah, happily helping me so definitely a new friend that i have And I'll ask you some questions somehow i showed my appreciation to you multiple times and i consider you my Korean friend my wife knows about you this is so awesome to have this friendship with you and all of you in the audience who join our community who join these spaces who, who listen to the podcast, uh feel free to keep sending us stuff to keep updates if you see something that we missed and suddenly it opens up a whole new thing. You know, season two. <laughs> we can talk about season two. We definitely can talk about season two. Uh but with that I want to finish because we've been at this for an hour and a half, and everybody deserves a good rest. Uh, so I appreciate all of you. Hey, Thank hey. you so much. Yeah.
1: And uh, so so somewhere. I I also want a closing comment, like, as Alex pointed out, nothing in physics prevents the room temperature superconductor. So as Iris Alexandra likes to say on her Twitter account, it's a skill issue. Like, it's a skill issue. So try harder.
0: Yep. And hopefully we've awoken some some amount of capitalism to try harder. With that, everybody, thank you so much. Have a good uh, Friday uh, or Saturday, wherever you are. And... uh, Hopefully, there's going to be season two. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.